A teacher donates her kidney to the school custodian. That's how we start today's Daily Detour. The Daily Detour. Hey there, I'm Dan Roberts. That's the music of Quickie. Welcome to episode 13. Ooh, 13. My lucky number. Episode 13, if you can believe it, of The Daily Detour. And my friend John is calling it today as we begin a new occasional feature called Seemed Like a Good Idea at the Time. And if you have a story from your own history of something that seemed to be a good idea at the time, you can email me at dailydetourpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like me to, to read it, or uh, you can call the Anytime Listener line at 209-650-0731. And you can leave me a voice message, or we can we can get you on the show. And bless John's heart for uh, be, being willing to share today's story with you. It's entitled, John versus Fire, I think is what we decided. Anyway, that's coming up uh, after the Daily Dish, the Hollywood gossip of the day. And we'll begin with that good news story about a teacher named Erin Durga. She's from Kimball, Minnesota, and she responded to a request on Facebook from a man named Patrick Mertens and his daughter Kayla. You see, he needed a new kidney. As it happens, Erin and Patrick are uh, co-workers. She's a teacher. He's the custodian at her school. And they, in fact, would chat, you know, when he came and cleaned her classroom at the end of the day. Patrick didn't even ask her or anyone at the school for a kidney. He didn't want to bother anybody about it. And I'm sure it's an awkward thing to ask about anyway. Uh, hey, hey, how are you doing today? Pretty good. You? Yeah, I'm doing a good. Hey, you got both kidneys. Uh, using both of them? You know. So up went the Facebook post and Aaron, to his surprise, answered the call. Chalk it up to her upbringing. Uh, when she was a child, her dad was a school band director. And he once told her, the first people you should befriend in a school are the building workers. Advice she took to heart and apparently to her kidneys as well. Anyway, very generous of her. Scary situation to be in. I can't, I can't imagine being either person in that scenario, quite honestly. You, you hope you're not in that situation. But thank goodness there's people like her around to do something so selfless, right? Uh, and when he woke up, he said it was like nothing he'd ever felt before. It was a new life. It's a pretty good story, right? Good way to start off the show. And now I will ruin it by digging into some celebrity gossip. Now, I w- I'll try not to ruin the mood. Let's see where the headlines take Well, the most attention-getting headlines today uh, come first from... What could have been a bad situation, the Los Angeles Police Department were called to Carrie Fisher's daughter's home, Billy Lord's home, over a gunshot fired during a worker dispute. Now, here's the situation. She is having construction done right now, connecting the homes of her late mom, Carrie Fisher, and her grandmother, Debbie Reynolds. At one point, both the properties were going to go up for sale. And she decided she there's just too much history there, and she calls it a magical place. And so she's connecting them. The homes are very close to each other, and now they're going to be one big home. But at some point during the construction, there was a dispute between uh, workers, and uh, the, I guess the boss fired one of the workers, and then he went to his vehicle, pulled out a shotgun, and fired at the ground. So no one was hurt, and then the guy fled away. And I don't think he's getting any more work from that foreman. 
And thankfully, a uh, new mom, Billy Lord, was not at the site when any of this went down, was not at the home. I don't know how common that is. I feel like that's the first time I ever heard about a gun being pulled out during a home makeover. It's bizarre. Yet I have the feeling Carrie Fisher would have just shrugged it off, written about it later, made it into a funny bit. That would be her style. But anyway, glad glad no one was hurt, obviously. The next most provocative headline, NBC's Chris Collinsworth roasted after being blown away that ladies comprehend football. So he's the color commentator for NFL games. And during Wednesday's Pittsburgh Steelers game against the Baltimore Ravens and Steelers won, uh, he was talking about conversations he had with Steelers fans before the game. And he revealed that he was blown away to learn that women are knowledgeable about football. Everybody's a fan, he said. In particular, the ladies that I met. They have really specific questions about the game. I'm like, wow, just blown away. Which I'm sure he didn't realize how far he was putting his foot in his mouth. Twitter, of course, piled on him. At Mike JB Knows said, Someone tell Chris Collinsworth that being blown away by women who like football and are knowledgeable Steelers fans isn't the compliment that he thinks it is. At Ann Killian said, maybe the NFL could fill him in about their viewership demographics. He seems to be a newbie to this game. And at SteveFest underscore 2012 had the following uh, verse, kind of a limerick, I guess, uh, said, there was a man called Chris Collinsworth who seemed to not know women walked the earth and they know schemes and plays. Are we in the last days? I'm sure he can find us the Bible verse. Anyway, Chris, I I got news for you. Not only do women enjoy football, watch football, and are knowledgeable about football, uh, I would say 100% of them know more about football than I do. Just could not care. I know I'm the weird one in the United States in that equation. Enjoy it. If you like football, please enjoy it. Just never been into it. And I don't feel like I need to try to fit in by attempting to enjoy it. I've been to my share of Super Bowl parties at sports bars and friends' houses. It's never going to happen for me. I will say, however, that, you know, if the Seahawks find themselves in the Super Bowl, as they have, I think that's great. I fully support the local teams, the regional teams. I'm a homeboy in that regard and legitimately happy when they bring home, you know, the prize. Because if you've ever been in a city, you know, that's that's won the Super Bowl or you know, won the World Series or whatever. I don't know what that one's like, by the way. But, you know, it's a it's a great feeling. It's a, it's a sense of pride among everybody. All right, if you're missing your movies, your Hollywood movies, your new movies, you got to love this news. Warner Brothers has announced that they are going to release worldwide their 2021 movie slate on HBO Max the same day that said movie opens up at the box office this starts with wonder woman 1984 on christmas day i've talked about however how hard it is to actually get hbo max maybe they'll have their their little feud or whatever's going on with uh, roku maybe they'll have that settled by december 25th i don't know and i have no idea who's being the hard ass here if it's roku or if it's warner brothers but it's crazy that i can watch hbo on my roku but i can't watch hbo max on my roku that just That's bizarre to me. On the AT&T app, which is, you know, that's the company. Warner Brothers, AT&T, call it what you want. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm getting off track here. Here's the movies you can expect to see in your home in 2021. Uh, I'm just going to go for the marquee names here. Tom and Jerry, 
It's a live action and animated project, kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Godzilla vs. Kong, self-explanatory. Mortal Kombat, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Space Jam, A New Legacy with LeBron James and the Looney Tunes. The Suicide Squad, a new version of Dune and The Matrix 4. And there's a bunch of other movies in there that I didn't mention because they're, they're standalones, they're new. I know nothing about them. I did see one tweet about this that said, wow, HBO really does mean home box office now. So I think that's pretty cool. I don't know if you'll have to pay extra. For Wonder Woman, you will not. Wonder Woman arrives on HBO Max Christmas Day the same time as it arrives in theaters. And if you are already an HBO Max subscriber, you don't have to pay extra for it. You just hit play. So it'll be interesting to see if they follow that format for all of those releases. Or if they'll go the Disney Plus route and, you know, it's available on that app at an extra fee. And then later on, they they just add it to your queue. I think that's cool. I'm excited about it. I do love going to see movies at the theater, but you almost have to go when no one's in the theater. Uh, it'd be pre-pandemic even. Like, just the chatter and the people on their phones. Like, I was getting annoyed with the whole experience. You're, you're paying a lot of money to go see that stuff at the theater. Like, why do I want to pay that amount of money and people aren't even paying attention to the movie? They're talking. They're sneaking booze in. And I'm not, like, a prude. But there were, there were some girls at one movie one time, and they, they were mixing drinks in the back row, literally. It was a little loud and obnoxious. Probably seemed hilarious to them. So I'm fine with watching stuff at home at this point. I mean, there, you know, I would love to see the new James Bond. If there's another Star Wars that arrives, which supposedly is going to happen in a few years, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing maybe I'll cross my fingers and head to the box office. But definitely in the pandemic world we're in right now, this is about as good as it gets and probably is the way it will be going forward. Maybe those theaters will start showing old movies for cinephiles. I don't know. You got to figure that the films are not going to make as much, so they're going to have to slash the budgets. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like Hollywood stars are going to be making less money in the future because how do you make up that revenue? Who's buying physical media? So the DVDs, the Blu-rays, they're not pulling in that much money. You do have digital sales, but that used to be in addition to making a ton of money at the box office, right? And then then you get people to pay for it again. So if we're only ever paying for it once or waiting to stream it for something we're already paying for, I don't think it takes a genius to say that budget's got to be cut somewhere. Oh, and I better talk about this and then we'll uh, get to my friend John And his seemed like a good idea at the time story. I will warn you that this particular piece of entertainment news uh, contains some spoilers. But Grey's Anatomy, bringing people back from the dead. If you don't want to hear about this, just hit skip a couple times. Meredith Grey has been going in and out of consciousness on the series the last couple of weeks. And uh, they are bringing back characters that are dead on a beach with her in a dream. T.R. Knight made a return this week he played george o'malley one of the five original interns and he left the show in 2009 famously uh he had some issues with a cast member and then uh he also didn't he stopped kind of getting along at least communication wise with shonda rhimes so very cool that he was able to come back do a little cameo and mcdreamy patrick dempsey came back as well for a dream sequence he decided to leave the show which surprised everybody back in 2015. And he didn't just leave the show. They killed him off. 
which shocked the world of Grey's Anatomy viewers. And they kept these dream sequence reunions secret until they aired, which is a big doing in Hollywood. They said that the day that they shot the beach scenes with Patrick Dempsey and with T.R. Knight, the crew didn't know what they were going to film. I mean, they were told something different. And most of the actors also didn't know that this was what was going to happen. Nor did the assistants in the writer's room and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was a big, huge secret, and it paid off, I'm sure, for fans. I'm sure they loved it. Okay, I'm done spoiling Grey's Anatomy. So if you, if you hit skip and you find yourself at this point in the podcast, you're good to go. Uh, let's talk to my friend John. It's time for a new segment we're going to call... What are we calling it, John? Seemed like a good idea at the time. Seemed like a good idea at the time. John has uh, has a, a wealth of experiences with this topic, and he's uh, willing to share these stories with us. And today, uh, what are you going to talk about? John versus fire. John versus fire. <laughs> All right, John versus fire. Go for it. What? It's an intriguing title. Yep. So there I was. It was my uh, bachelor party. I'm there camping with a lot of my very close friends. And unfortunately, Dan, you couldn't make it. But uh, so, and of course, there, like any good story starts, there was drinking involved. So we're, we're out there, we're in the great outdoors, surrounded by nobody. And uh, it started a fire, and I started drinking. Um, and those two usually go hand in hand. Yeah. And uh, I, I decided I wanted to cook some hot dogs because I was hungry. And, uh, and I kept drinking, and I kept wanting some hot dogs. And so the fire was going, and I was using those, those like metal tongs you use to uh, the pokers to cook hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And the problem with the metal ones is they heat up. You know, of course, metal is a good conductor of heat. So they're heating up, and I decided, well, you know what? And this is, again, seemed like a good idea at the time. Well, I thought, well, I have an oven mitt, but I have an extra shirt. And ironically, it was my greatest American hero shirt. So I thought, hey, what's better that, you know, his, his uniform was fireproof. So this has got to work. So I take the, uh, the tongue. The it's handle, the same material. I, it's the exact same material that they dropped out of the yeah. UFO. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I took the uh, I took the shirt. I uh, wrapped uh, and don't try this at home. I took the shirt. I wrapped my uh, I wrapped the, the tongs around my shirt. Wrapped it around my hand. So it was a makeshift oven mitt. So I'm putting it in there. I'm cooking it and I'm spouting it off to all of my friends, saying, "Oh, look how smart I am! Oh, my brain hurts because it's so growing in size. I'm just this darn smart." Uh, again, like I said, I've been drinking a lot. So what my buddies just look over and see is needless, you know, contrary to my belief. My hands start smoking, and my buddy, who ends up being the best man at my wedding, says, hey, look, John's on fire. So instead of putting me out, he tells our buddy to get a picture of this. And he says, hey, you know, tells over to me, and say, hey, John, you're on fire. And I look over, and I'm like, what? And instead of, and I'm like two feet away from a spring. So instead of putting me out, he takes my picture, and I just take that. <laughs> and that's what you do. So I take the uh, I take the tongs. I put it you know in the other hand. I you know just shake my hand down, step on the shirt, and I continue to eat my food. And this was like the day before my wedding. Did anybody try to put you out? No, no. See, they just no. It was more important they got the picture. Yeah. And what was great is at the wedding they blew up the picture, and my best man gives a speech, blows up the picture to poster size. And I can't believe I say this out loud. I wasn't aware of how on fire I was until I saw a picture of myself on fire. <laughs> and there had to be easily a two-foot flame coming from my hand, the, the, on the shirt of my hand, up to the flame. And they even took the shirt, because uh, I, 
I thought it was just all torched up, but no, they got it afterwards, and half the shirt was burned up. Yeah. And uh, it was presented in front of all of my friends and family at my wedding to see. And what was really funny is on the drive up, one of my buddies in the car with me jokingly said, hey, John, remember, if you catch yourself on fire, stop, drop, and roll. I thought, ha, 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 I'm not going to do that. And darn if I didn't. Maybe they knew something. They knew something. <laughs> they had inside information about the future. Uh, yeah. They just know me so well that it's, it's better to preface those things. They, yeah. hey, don't do this. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, they, they, that's usually what people say to you when you leave their site. Don't set yourself yeah. on fire. Uh, yeah. I want you to know, John, that if I were there, I would have helped put you out. I appreciate that. Thank you, Dan. That's why you're a good friend. After I took the picture, I would definitely help put exactly. you out. <laughs> uh, I would love to say that's, you know what, that's a hilarious story. But I think, we've, I think we've realized that uh, the people that were there basically were ahead of their time because you see that all the time now where people, are, <laughs> people aren't, aren't joining in and helping. They're taking pictures instead. Oh, no. Yeah. This is, you know, this is, yeah, this is like 12 years ago. Yeah. You know, before it was easy to do that. So, yeah. That's wild. But you, you simply, it wasn't about having the hot tong and the shirt, right? Like, it wasn't the tong that set it on fire. It was about getting drunk and too close oh, to the a, flames. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, arm deep into the flames. Right. But again, I had like, <laughs> like, like, to protect me, so, hey, you know, I was fine. Yeah. And of course, I didn't know the smoke. I was just, you know, my, my big concern was not catching the hot dog on fire. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't want a burnt hot dog. Better to burn your uh, arm. That hot dog tasted great. <laughs> better to singe every hair on your body than burn that dog exactly well john thank you so much for the first uh, segment of seemed like a good idea at the time oh i've got many of those <laughs> you're confident you have a library of features to keep us busy grow every day <laughs> all right thanks john thanks dad That's going to do it for episode 13 of The Daily Detour. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for subscribing. And one quick commercial note for you. Uh, I did add, or I updated a design in the Daily Detour shop at Tee Public. The links uh, to get there are on my website and in my bio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Dan Roberts Voice. But I updated the Snowball Fighting League t-shirt. You can get it as, you know, as a hoodie as a long sleeve shirt, baseball shirt, whatever you want. Anyway, it looked kind of, I didn't like the way it looked, and so I updated it. It looks really cool now. So if you're looking for a fun winter shirt, not necessarily Christmas, uh, just something you can wear all winter long that's kind of goofy, but still looks, you know, kind of fierce, I I think this might fit the bill. So check it out. Uh, Everything's on sale, I think, still, and there'll be more sales throughout December. Speaking of December, I I have some special things that I want to do uh, during the month of December, Uh, get into the history of Christmas traditions or or the way that people celebrate Christmas around the world. So just something to look forward to there. And hopefully I I can, I have a, I have a fun song in my head that I hope I can get out the door for you before Christmas arrives. And coming up on the next episode of the Daily Detour, comedians Andrew Rivers and Corey Michaelis. And they'll be with us all week. See you then. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts. Music by Quickie. And I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hey, hey, hey! Uh.